0: Okay, some things on the internet is best to be unshared, like perhaps if you poop your pants in the supermarket, or if, you know, a multitude of things, but let me go by example of what I'm talking about, because this live stream, let's cut to the chase, this that. This podcast, I'm sorry, this isn't even a live stream. I was so distraught by this. Um, This podcast is inspired by something. And a disclaimer here, I want to say that this inspiration is not meant to necessarily cancel somebody or say that they must be banned from the internet altogether or to, you know, say that the person is a horrible person. I don't wish to use names or none of that, but I think it just serves this message if I am specific about precisely what happened. So i um, on the internet. Okay, someone's messaging me during a podcast. Okay, enough of this. I thought my message sounds were off. Always turn your message sounds off and turn your notifications off. It brings peace in your life and then you can create your art without people bothering you. And by the way, that wasn't an important, that was a cold message. It wasn't someone important. I'm not shutting down. I'm not, you know, disregarding important people in my life. So anyway. (laughs) Oh, God. So this woman posts, you know, a friend on Facebook and there's been some times where I would say I defended her. And then other times I've read posts. I'm like, okay, this is not for me. Cool. And I didn't respond to this for a multitude of reasons, but let me just get to the gist of it. So this post, it was a picture of her and someone else, a a boy a guy that she was interested in and talked about quite some time. And I don't like always bringing race into it, but he was a black man. Cause I think that does play an important role to this story. <clears throat> and she posts this post and basically says, I guess he wasn't happy that I said I was done with him. Like I wasn't um, his queen or some shit like that. What some fairy fluffy bullshit. And then he ghosted me and of course it brought up this quite so and she goes on this whole thing about like how he ghosted her and how she's hurt by it but naturally people are a little bit confused because she said that um, that she said they were over but then he ghosted her so it was like I don't know. It kind of reminds me of that Wayne's World um, scene. For all my Wayne's World fans out there, where it's like the ex girlfriend comes and talks with Wayne. It's like I bought you a gun rack. What would I do with a gun rack? And then he's like, (laughs) he's like, and she's like, if you're not careful, you might just lose me. And he's like, what do you mean? We broke up three months ago. Like that's. (laughs) That and if 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 you haven't watched Wayne's World, at least watch the fucking movie it's a classic for first and foremost but also go on youtube and you can look up that scene um gun rack it's not a huge spoiler to the end of the story if you are new to the wayne's world universe so anyway that's what it reminded me of and people pointed that out but it was like this emotional mess and A friend of mine, Stephanie Sinclair, she did a live stream on this similar topic. We've been on a similar wavelength. I made a story about transparency and then she made a post and then she did a live stream and now I'm doing a podcast. So, you know, this has been inspiration for both of us. And it's important for, you know, if you're a business owner and a coach, this is important stuff. If you're somebody who's looking for a romantic partner, this is important. and like sometimes like people just need to hear the fucking truth like this isn't even something that's like calling anyone out or saying that person whatever but it's like you gotta let the truth in and so anyway stephanie sinclair broke it down in the comment section and she basically said like hey you know this is a bit you know like she was very respectful (sighs) <sighs> and she wasn't having it <laughs> The the lady who made the post Was not fucking having it And then other people came in And some were respectful Some were a little more aggressive And then Lo and behold The race topic Came in there And you know people pointed out That it's a black man And it wouldn't be You know it's not safe uh, Or it's very Karen like And honestly This is a podcast called Sorry I Offended You. Part of it was inspired of my disdain for the woke culture. And oftentimes, more than not, race is brought into issues that race doesn't need to be brought into. In this modern day 2021, people try to make every fucking thing racist or everything about race. This particular situation, I got to agree that... uh, Race does play a role here, and um, they make some good fucking points. <laughs> like I just had to like make some good points there, you know it's it's a like him being a black man does make it even a worse look than it is. but I will say, regardless of his race, um what his race is, it's bad. and I'll also say, um on her defense, I will say that I don't think that she was, um, it wasn't intentional. However, impact does play a role and the way that it looks is not good and the race does play a factor. Like it's not, probably wasn't intentionally done that way, but race does play a factor. But let's bring that back. So some of the disturbing things in the the comment section here is people supporting her and say and basically saying he's emotionally immature not knowing who the guy is but since he ghosted that one time that he's emotionally immature and i will say like i suppose like in a perfect scenario he could have wrote back or something like that but also there's other factors too if somebody in a relationship situation doesn't feel safe sometimes it makes sense to stop responding altogether Um, If somebody tells you that it's over, it's not so weird that someone stops responding. Um, So anyway, it was a shitstorm. Some people supporting. Some people were more aggressive than others in their criticism. Some people were coddling her. Um, It was like a clusterfuck of, you know, sort of like the wokeness versus the delirious versus the fucking it was a bunch of factors playing in. It was chaotic. Um, but eighty like eighty percent of the people commenting were like, yo, this is kind of fucked up, you know? Maybe they're better people than I was because I didn't comment. But by the time I saw that post, I saw all the comments and how they all went, and I'm like, There's no way I could write something that will be received. Like this person is not open to learning, they didn't ask for feedback, cool. But that doesn't mean I can't make a podcast about it. So here's the thing. The reason why I use that as an example is because um, this is kind of like a maybe amplified example of this, but this happens a lot, right? And it is a struggle for leaders to figure out what to share and what not to share. We're told to be transparent. But then you might hear what I said in this podcast and you're like, dude, you told me to be transparent. Like, what does that mean? Like, you're you're told to be authentic, but sometimes that's misconstrued and that, you know, there's a balance here, right? And there's also on the other end of the spectrum where you have people who act absolutely perfect and it's almost borderline lying. Like, you know, sometimes you're just dying for them to show a little bit of humanness. Like they just... You know they must spend like three hours on every piece of content to make sure it's perfect and the perfect lighting and the perfect filter and the perfect face and the perfect everything and you know no criticism to that but for it, it, that can definitely be detrimental to somebody's emotional well-being if they're constantly ingesting this perfect polished content and they're comparing themselves to that however On that whole other side of the spectrum is the example that I just told you. So marketing is like dating and more times than not, I'd say like every piece of dating advice, I would give the same for marketing advice. So if I was talking about a dating scenario, Let's, uh, you know, let's go by personal experience. I'm going out on the first date with Rebecca. Was I authentic with her? Yes. We made a live stream together, yes, on our first date. We talked about fucking aliens? Yes. We talked about aliens and all that shit and and spirit guides and and all types of We there was no You know, there was no like con, not many content barriers. However, (laughs) did I, did I authentically, um, you know, not give a fuck about my clothes at all? I think I was quite casual in that first date, but did I, did I still have like some level of, you know, standards for myself? Yeah. I made sure that I smelled good and she made sure she smelled good as well. Um, you know, did am I going to tell her the deepest pain that I was going through at that time? No, I, we didn't get into that topic. Did she tell me her most vulnerable pain point that she was feeling at that time? No. Um, did I tell her my deepest insecurity? No. Did she tell me her deepest insecurity? No. So it's like, We put our best foot forward and we were authentic, but it's not bad to put together a nice presentation. And then later on, when we started dating each other, we gradually learned more about each other. Did I feel hoodwinked, (laughs) did I feel like swindled? No, did she feel that way? No, like we didn't feel like we lied to each other, but there was a gradual buildup of knowing each other, right, and creating that intimacy. And I would say the same thing with marketing, except your client, like your clients, aren't gonna, you're not gonna be dating your clients, right? So it's like so, they don't need to like. Even your clients aren't gonna hear the same things you would say to your husband or your wife, <laughs> you know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say here is when you're marketing and you're putting your message out there, it behooves you. It behooves you and it behooves the people around you for you to put your best foot forward. You don't necessarily, you know, may you can maybe having a little bit of uh, imperfections, awesome. Sharing your views. I like sharing risky political views and stuff like that. And I think that all depends on like what your goals are. For me, it's full self expression. So I'm like, I'm going to share my political views. I'm going to share my thoughts on society. And I'm going to share, you know, everything, of, you know, authenticity, all that stuff. So there are ways I'm an open book, but there's also things that are sacred, right? I'm not going to share every single thing I've said to Rebecca or every conversation like there's different conversations that we have and different conversations I have with the internet. I'm not going to share every time that um, Rebecca and I get into like some argument, which actually it's quite smooth. Like, you know, for example, I'll say this one, like, um, you know, that we, we had like tension when I was going to the gym and we were going to go to the gym together, but we switched plans and stuff like that. And it was like, there was a little bit there, but it wasn't like this huge thing. But, like, but I'm not going to share every aspect. I'm not going to share all my stories like, here, let me let, let it, listen to Rebecca and I argue over some shit. Like some shit is sacred, you know? So that's what I'm trying to say is like I think some people take authenticity and transparency and they turn up the dial all the way. And it's like, hey, look, I found a corn when I was pooping today, let me take a picture of it. It's just like, what? What are you doing? Stop! Put your best first foot forward as if you're going out on a date. I'm fine, and and you can you don't even have to make it going out on a date. You can cut some corners. You could do a live stream, and since it's from the top down, you could be wearing your fucking underwear, and no one will know. And they don't have to, You could smell. You could smell a little stinky, and they won't know. Although, I don't know, it's some kind of mindset thing. I do like putting cologne or deodorant on or um, something. I like smelling good before I do a live stream <laughs> or uh, even a podcast. And like, you know, I'm not a dirty man doing a podcast right now. I am fresh and clean. Um, so it's like, but, but it, it you know, it kind of uplifts my vibe. Like if I smelled... I would know and maybe it would affect how I do this podcast, right? Put it's not bad to put your best foot forward. And you can do that without lying. And you can do that without being you can do that without being misleading, right? It's okay to put your best foot forward. And Something that I've said to clients, I probably have episodes of this in this podcast. Sometimes I don't even remember what I record. Like <laughs> a client of mine, she's been going through um, some older podcasts and she'll share like something she's listened to. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did say that back back then, back in the day, back five moons ago. That was, that was awesome. I loved when I said that. But um, something that I say is your social media you gotta think of it sort of like a bank account. or an, So you're either, you gotta ask yourself, am I making a withdrawal or am I making a deposit? And is it an evil, bad thing to make a withdrawal? No, but if you're mindful about it, then you can be like, okay, what am I making? If you get into your intentions it's like, am I making a deposit? then you're going to put out content that is helpful to people an engagement doesn't always tell the whole story because you can be a fucking train wreck and people will follow. you can be like a reality tv show and people will follow you they will tell their friends like look at this shit this is wild You can start some beef with somebody on the internet and go back and forth. I've done it. I'm I'm not innocent here. I've had internet beefs, and I learned to scale it back a bit. There are some things that happened in my life over this past year that I could have said and been more quote unquote transparent about, but it just you know at some point it wouldn't be helpful to my audience. And in fact, I vented on some stuff, but I was you know mindful, like I I don't want to brand myself as someone who always has a problem with somebody or like is always getting into, you know, like, or for instance, the the example that I showed, like you don't want to brand yourself as someone who's always getting ghosted or whatever. So anyway, um, you're making a deposit or withdrawal. And you got to ask yourself, is this story going to inspire somebody to apply to their own life? Or is this story just going to get people to have a pity party for me? Am I giving people energy or am I taking energy away? Am I treating my audience like potential clients that are inspired by me and want to work with me? Or am I treating them like therapists that are on a free payroll? Because the thing is, is if you're online and you're treating your following like therapists, you're asking for money all the time, like with no exchange or just like, please donate money, please buy me a coffee. And I'm not saying anything against like having donation. Like sometimes it makes sense to have like a donation or, you know, if you appreciate my content, you can share a donation. Like I'm not saying it's always bad, but if it's always that take energy where it's like, Oh, I'm in trouble again, please guys send me money. Like I, I remember back in the day years ago, um, and somebody just randomly messaged me the facebook friend that i barely knew and it's like my rent's due in 5 days can you send me any money and it's like dude you could have like promoted yourself and um shared your gifts with the world cuz like okay fine if you do that you can get money from people but then you just burned your escrow or like you're in you I guess escrow would be the word. You you burnt the value that you had in that person's eyes. And that creates a thing where it's like, okay, well, I don't see this person as the leader. I actually feel bad for them. I'll send them some money. That's not to say that you should be shamed about your financial situation wherever you are. Like I was doing my thing in, um, when I was... Like I've struck, this isn't to, to vilify struggling, right. Or to have hardships. I was putting out a message when I was going through a bankruptcy, when my life seemed to be falling apart, when, um, and I w- just got out of a relationship where an ex-partner had an affair. But I also didn't post her fucking picture on the internet and said, this person had an affair on me. Like I was very, like I I was, I tried to be as mindful as possible. Anyway, I had to punch in because I didn't want to um, be a hypocrite and say too much. So I felt like I was going down the trail of saying too much. And I think that's part of the thing. You got to be mindful about what you put out there. But my point is, is like at that time, you know, people knew of that relationship. And I was very mindful in sharing my experience without revealing too much of the, you know, without putting her on blast, without putting her personal stuff out there, without playing the, I was actually I was actually taking a lot of ownership for my role in that because I believe in every relationship there is there's two people and they both play some type of role into that into why the breakup happened like there was multiple things that have happened and you know at the end of the day it wasn't about wasn't even about the affair. It was about growing apart and not being aligned. That's what it was about. So, you know, during that time, I expressed, here's the thing, here's two ways that you can do this vulnerability thing or this um, transparency thing. Well, for one thing, you don't have to, there's nothing that you're required to share. There's things that you're allowed to keep sacred. I felt it was necessary to share in some sort of way because people followed my life. And there's also an aspect to where if someone, if you're creating a public image online and you're in a relationship, it's kind of weird (laughs) if that person just disappears and then you don't say shit about it and you act like nothing happened. You have every right to do it. There's, you know, but there's a thing there where it's like, I've seen people do that as well. And it's like, dude, what happened to, you know, this woman that you were saying you were going to marry and all that stuff? You didn't even say anything. So I did, I did express myself consciously. And you know what, I don't, I don't think that It takes a level of emotional maturity and groundedness to be able to come to situations from a neutral standpoint, especially when the fire is still burning. So if you can only be reactionary in moments like this, I would recommend pausing and being like, yo, you know, this happened, but I don't want to talk about it. I just want, you know, you don't have to like share every fucking detail, but I wrote some meaningful stuff and I've also, you know, I've also wrote from the heart. Something else I disagree with is this common trend, I guess, or this people like just a lot of people in society think it's like so cool to dunk on your ex. It's like you pick them at some point. And now you're dunking on them like what the fuck, you know, and I get it. I get it. Some people have some real, some exes that did some real horrible shit to them. And I get that. But it's like also kind of like what I said in my last podcast episode this morning. I'm just recording podcast episodes today. Um, When you hold on to that anger and that resentment, it burns you. It takes you out. So there's no point in Fighting for that victim position and fighting to you know hold on to that pain. So anyway, I managed to express a lot of stuff during that time, in the moment. The thi- and and I don't regret it because I'm not going to say I never made a post that was reactionary or something. I was like, yeah, I. I I should have never said that, but during my personal life, I feel like I was mature enough to share my experiences without a destroying somebody else's confidentiality and B being mature and neutral about it and not reactionary and pointing the finger. So, I did share stuff about the financial stuff that I went through just because I felt it was necessary. I felt like it was like a, you know, like it was just something that was haunting me and something I just needed to get off my back. But I also knew if I approached that from the victim position or approached that of like, hoping people felt sorry for me, it would, it's just not a good look. And it's just not, it's not good for anyone involved. It's not good for my, it wouldn't be good for myself. And it wouldn't be good for the people that I'm serving. Like does, (laughs) would my client appreciate if I just share, like if I just had a public meltdown on the internet, would they feel safe in my container? like that's ridiculous no they wouldn't like they would have every right to be like what the fuck i'm out so i shared my experience but i also tied in i always tied in like a lesson of like you know why i'm very hopeful moving forward with my life and you know things have been crazy but i chose love in the end and appreciation like i, I was just able to appreciate The things I was going through at that time, knowing that there was a light at the end of the the tunnel or knowing that I was the light. And like I still woke up every day and committed to my morning routine and working out and I committed to marketing my business and sales activity. That's the fucking difference. Like, yeah, things can be – you can be down and out. You could be feeling like you've hit rock bottom. But the difference is, is how what you're gonna do. What are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna sit around and say life isn't fair, and then complain about it on the internet, and expect the people that you're supposed to be marketing towards, or like people who are following you for inspiration, you're getting them to pick up the pieces, or are you going to inspire them? And what I decided to do main, like primarily when I, right after I went through my breakup, I told myself I want to inspire everyone around me. I want to use this as an opportunity to build up a new version of myself. So immediately I increased my physical fitness and my self-care and immediately like I dropped what, like 15, 20 pounds. Like I was just like, I was just like upgrading myself. I was inspiring, inspiring myself, therefore I was inspiring others. And I was able to be in a place and, you know, not everyone may be in the space to do this, but I had a good foundation and I worked on that foundation. I didn't always have that foundation. There was definitely a part, t- there was a time in my life that I would have made a rant about how my ex was a horrible person and everything was her fault, and um, how it's not fair that I was hurt and people should give me attention, and maybe I would, you know, there's there's definitely times in my life where I would have reacted in a more immature way but i had the foundation i at that point i invested a lot in myself like the exterior of my world was crumbling around me but i had the inner game and i had the foundation and i had the coaching and i've invested in myself and and at that time i've matured through the books i've read and the experiences i've had and all that good stuff that i was able to look at it at a mature lens and i was and i didn't get too reactionary like i kept any reactionary stuff, any anger that was coming up, I was mature enough to exercise that in a healthy way. If I was angry, if I noticed some anger resurfacing, I didn't go on Facebook to complain about someone. I I screamed into a pillow. I screamed into my, I went into my car and screamed, or I just listened to angry music and got in the vibe and just like I was with those emotions. I did the shadow work with it. So my point here is that it's – you want to you want feel – you want to be the observer if you're going to share stuff that is, quote, unquote, vulnerable or transparent. And you want to make sure that you're not on the drama triangle. And if you don't know what the drama triangle in, I is, I suggest you learn it. Um, one way is you can hire me one-on-one. Um, that's probably the best way. I might do a program on inner work if, if enough people request it. But for the drama triangle stuff, one-on-one work. And that will definitely help you be in ease and flow and in your power. And a lot of what I like to do is I like to help people feel grounded and give people that masculine masculine support, that divine masculine support. The divine ginger masculine <laughs> Um, And help people feel grounded in their business. I think, I do think, I do believe, I'm going to toot my own horn, I do believe that I have that energy that helps people stay grounded and helps people stabilize. Um, So that can be a good source for that. But also, again, we'll go back to... You don't have to share every single thing online. You don't have to share all of your L's, um, losses, that is. And not every aspect of your life needs to be recorded. It just doesn't. Even the little things, even like just minor things, I just don't feel like recording. Like sometimes I'm very appreciative. Um, Rebecca is more proactive. When we go to restaurants and stuff to, you know, show a video of date night and stuff. And that's great. I love it. But sometimes we'll go to the gym together and she's like, hey, you want to be in this video? I was like, no, not today. I'm here to be at the gym. I'm not here to record no Instagram stories. And that's perfectly fine. You know, you get to have your own boundaries for that. And that's perfectly fine for Rebecca to want to, like, record that stuff. I, you know, we have different preferences on what to record in our content. So anyway. But I do, I really do appreciate, like, she really makes my Instagram pop sometimes because I'm not that there's also a shadow side of me not being proactive of recording my life at all sometimes. And she's a good, she's a good balance into my life. But the thing is, it's like, just make sure that you've processed it. And if need be process it with a coach, process it with a therapist. Do not treat your audience like you're your therapist. Remember that it's good to be authentic it's good to show who you are, and it's good to have nice quirky thought flaws and things like that, and not be perfect. And you know, I've stumbled on this podcast a little bit, and and sometimes I'll jump on a live stream and part of my clothes wrinkled and I'll point it out, or sometimes I don't know what to say, and I own it, and that's all cool. Those are all like little things, whatever. But you don't want to advertise yourself as a hot mess. <laughs> you don't want to advertise yourself as like, I don't know what you don't want to, you don't want to put out the message that you're not able to hold and lead people, or that you're a ticking time bomb, and at any moment that something could happen and the and the floor can drop from underneath them and they're not safe in your container. You want to show a bit of that groundedness, a bit of that consistency. It is a masculine thing that's not saying and and sometimes when I say that, people get confused with gender and all that stuff. It's nothing to do with gender. but there's a part of your messaging. this aspect of your me- messaging is a masculine part of your messaging, and it has that trustability, consistency, and people you know people can trust you. You know, for instance, I know someone who joined a program. <laughs> In 2016, for some marketing shit, and since Trump got elected that year, the whole program turned into a bashing Trump session. session. Like, you do not wanna invest a thousand some dollars in a marketing program, and then have it turn into a bashing Trump session. Like, you know, and maybe you don't fucking like Trump, but it's like, you came in there for marketing. Like that's the aspect. Like you don't want things to shift, and you you want to be able to trust. And the last thing I'll say, the 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 example that I gave in the beginning of this podcast. If I were it, if I were like this single man, and I saw a woman doing that, I'm just being fucking honest, and I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just being honest. If I was a single man, and I saw a woman. Constantly putting men on blast when things didn't go her way. And by the way, I I saw things like this happen multiple times. If I got the feel that there wasn't consent in sharing his personal stuff, which is something I've seen, then as a man, I I wouldn't feel safe. Not to say that a man is supposed to look for a woman for his source of safety. I guess a better way to put it is it's like, this is not, this is going to be something that is an irritation in my life and it's going to take away from me. You know, if I'm a grounded, powerful man that's committed to his purpose and I see a woman online kind of basically call out culture in a way, like a more passive form of call out culture. If I see that, I'm not, I don't want to be around that energy, and that's not to say about the person doing it, but just the behavior itself. Like that's just the hard truth. Like any empowered man is going to look at that and be like, "Yo, I can't be around this. I can't. I can't involve myself in this. This, this isn't something where I should invest my energy. You know, this isn't a person I should invest my energy. This isn't." Um, It's not safe for me to invest my energy into this. And again, a man is a source of his own safety. He creates the container. But at the same time, you know, there has to be values. Um, It's a red flag. (laughs) Like, that's a long way of saying that it's a red flag. And the same thing as a client. If I'm seeing stuff like that, if I'm seeing stuff like that, then how do I feel safe as a client if I'm going to be extremely vulnerable? If I'm going to be in a container with you and be extremely vulnerable and you're willing to put someone's picture up there and just say like this guy's, you know, sane in some sort of way, this guy's a jerk for ghosting me. And it's like, yo, I don't like I, I just I wouldn't feel like it just doesn't feel like a stable container for a client to walk in. And that's when the coach is playing that masculine role. And another thing is, one last thing, people like to vilify hierarchies so fucking much. Like, this is like the new spiritual thing to do. And yes, to some level, I do agree that there's some hierarchical structures in coaching that I've been a part of that seem like abusing power. And also... This weird thing of like feeling like the coach is too cool to have contact, right? But that doesn't mean all hierarchies are bad or all hierarchies is that mean girl experience where, you know, I'm too cool for you. Like not all hierarchies are like that. And in some form, if you're a leader, There is some sort of hierarchy and it can evolve and it can be an equal change of energy and there can be some relationships where they have something awesome to offer and you buy their stuff and then you have something to offer and they buy your services. Like, Yes, there is that, but hierarchies itself or some type of structure or some type of container is not a bad thing. And where I'm getting at with this is that there's a meshment there's a, there's a meshment in the online space sometimes where you treat the people you treat the people that are following your content and inspired by your content like friends you're having a sleepover with when they haven't quite Earn that spot in a way. So it's like someone just started following you and then you're having gossip with them about some guy you dated publicly on a forum. That's not, that doesn't create that level of, hey, I respect you as a leader and I'm, I'm gonna follow you. And You know what I mean? It's like, if you're just on, on the online space and you're just having gossip talk with any person online or like talking to, to them about every aspect of your personal life. And there's not, there's gotta be some 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 type of that structure. You get what I'm saying? It's like, there's gotta be some type of that structure of like, yo, I respect you as a leader and I respect you to lead me to this result. And if you're always this leaky energy of like, and things are like leaking everywhere and you're like a loose fucking cannon, Then someone cannot have that, someone naturally cannot have that trust for you. And it's not to be rude. It's not to say that you're inadequate or you can't be a leader, but you gotta, you gotta contain, you gotta create that container. You gotta put your best foot forward and you gotta give people a reason to be inspired by you. And I don't see this as, being a real version of you versus a fake version of you. I see it as being an evolved version of you or an undisciplined version of you. And when you're disciplined in your emotional intelligence, that doesn't mean that you're not being you. That doesn't mean that you're not being authentic. It just means that you're putting your best foot forward and you take your profession seriously. And also you care deeper for the people around you and serving them making sure they're getting that healthy dose of that those supplements that they need in their life rather than you just puking every fucking emotion that comes your way right at them, even if it drains them, even if it puts them in a position where they're feeling sorry for you, even if they have to do emotional labor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's my share on transparency and when transparency goes wrong. And hopefully you got a good example of when transparency goes right as well. Thank you for listening. Share this podcast on your IG if you, you vibe with it. If you want to show like an energetic investment um, outside of financial investments and all that stuff. I appreciate when this is shared around. And I really want to get this podcast out to more people. And also, if you would like to work with me on the next level, right now I have the Rebel Dojo going on this month coming Monday. So if you're listening to this podcast as a new podcast, I got the Rebel Dojo going on. There's always also options, always options to work with me one-on-one. Um, that's also in the show notes. You can find that on my Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, So yeah, and if all else fails and you're just looking for the best way to work with me, shoot me a private message and we'll talk about it. Thank you for listening and until next time.